I'm Perry, and you're listening to a special edition of The Beauty Brains. Hello and welcome to The Beauty Brains, a show where real scientists answer your beauty questions and give you an insider's look into the beauty product industry. I'm your host, Perry Romanowski, and you know what? I'm on vacation. And you know who else is on vacation? My co-host. Hey, Valerie. Hi, Perry. So both of you and I are not here, are we? No, that's why we're coming to you guys with a little special edition of The Brains today. Yeah, I thought instead of taking a whole week off, instead we would just give give our thoughts about a topic that, you know, we both find interesting. And today's topic is going to be cosmetic fragrances. All right, Valerie, have you ever seen that um, that documentary that's on Netflix called? Oh God, what is it called? It's called Stink. <laughs> uh, it's just called Stink. Stink. Oh, that's right. And that's right. Stink. I know you and I have talked about this before, Perry. I don't know if we've talked about it on the Beauty Brains, but I felt like that documentary was really one-sided. I tried to give it a chance. Yeah, I mostly just felt sorry for the guy because he's clearly driven by something that happened in his family and he just wanted answers and he was having a hard time getting answers from corporations about specifically about fragrance and now he's got a he's got a bug about about his fragrance and the and I understand but the problem is that he starts with the conclusion that corporations are evil and they want to kill people, and he collects all the information that supports that idea. So one of the things I wanted to do is go through some of the claims that are made in that documentary about fragrances and and talk about it. And specifically, there's a thing called the fragrance loophole. Are you familiar with the fragrance loophole? I am, but I'm not sure our audience is. A common claim that I see about cosmetics and that comes up in this documentary is that there is a fragrance loophole that allows cosmetic companies to fill their formulas with toxic chemicals without listing them. The idea is that if something is part of a fragrance, it is secret and it can't be listed on the label. You can simply put fragrance or parfum if you happen to be a French-speaking country. And while this claim is technically true, I'm going to explain to you why I think it's misleading, and it's misleading in a bunch of different ways. First, it's not true that all of the ingredients in the fragrance are not listed, especially in Europe. Some of the fragrance ingredients are actually listed. In the EU, there is a list of 26 ingredients in fragrances that are known allergens, and it's a requirement that companies list out any of these ingredients that might be in their fragrances. It's got to be listed on their labels. So the ingredients that represent the biggest risk to consumers are specifically listed out on ingredient labels. Now, this is not a strict requirement in the U.S. However, all of the biggest cosmetic companies are going to do this just as a matter of course. Smaller U.S. companies often ignore this step, which is why I think people who are sensitive to fragrance ingredients should really stick to purchasing products from the big companies. My challenge with the fragrance loophole is that People are using plant extracts and other items that still contain allergens uh, because they have some intrinsic fragrance value. And by saying, 
oh, I'm just gonna use this plant extract that happens to smell like blueberries in my product doesn't mean that the product is any safer than a fragrance because at the end of the day, these molecules that have an aroma have a certain chemical structure and that's what makes them fragrances. And yeah, some of those are allergens and you're really not doing people who have a true sensitivity to these allergens a service because in a way it's it's a little bit deceitful just to get a fragrance free claim but then you still want your product to have an odor the other interesting thing about that is if you look at the ingredients that are most dangerous or most allergen causing those are actually natural ingredients they're naturally derived they're not the synthetic ingredients you see, people evolved along with plants, and plants evolved protection mechanisms to have an interaction with humans if they want the humans to avoid picking the plants. That's how you get things like poison ivy. And so a lot of the most allergen-causing ingredients are actually natural ingredients. It's interesting you bring that up, Perry. So when you have to register your products in the European Union, they have to go through a safety assessment. And one of the new things that safety assessors are starting to ask for are allergen statements from botanical extracts. And one will say, but allergens, those are for fragrances. And the safety assessors are saying, no, these natural plant extracts have natural allergen components to them. So you need to provide us an allergen statement. So even something that doesn't have an odor and it's really innocuous like, oh, chamomile extract, you have to provide an allergen statement to show that these allergens that can be present in fragrances are not present in your plant extracts because people are still allergic to them. The other thing I want to point out is that there really are safety limits on ingredients that are in fragrances. The International Fragrance Association, also called IFRA, really does set safety limits on ingredients that are used in all fragrances. Now, all the legitimate fragrance houses, these are the companies that create fragrances that go in our products. All of the legitimate fragrance houses in the world adhere to the safety limits as published by IFRA. This is a legal requirement in the EU, and it's something that in the U.S. companies just follow. Any product that you use that has a fragrance, especially if it's from a large company, uses ingredients that have all been safety tested and they know the limits that are allowable. Yeah, so on these IFRA statements, you'll get them from the fragrance house supplier and they'll have different categories. So they'll say, if you're using this fragrance in a candle, it can have this much fragrance in it to be under the safety limits of these known allergens. Oh, your product is a rinse off facial cream Oh, okay, here's the maximum level you can use. Oh, it's a leave-on lotion. Here's the maximum allowable limit. So they really do all the work for you to help make sure that you're using the fragrance safely and in a manner prescribed according to the safety standards. And another thing I will add, while this fragrance loophole still does technically exist, a lot of companies have found it helpful from a marketing standpoint to let the consumers see all of the ingredients that are in their fragrances. I mean, it's really no skin off of the back of Procter & Gamble or Unilever to tell you the 50 ingredients that are in their uh, fragrances. And they have actually set up websites where a consumer can go and look at whatever SKU they're using or whatever product they're using and see the exact f ingredients in their fragrances. Now, I don't know 
if the consumer really benefits by knowing uh, that there's limonene in their <laughs> fragrance or whatever uh, other chemical ingredients are in there. But if you really wanted to know and you're looking at big companies, you can usually find out what's in their fragrance. I don't think though, Perry, it gives consumers an advantage because to understand what the risk or hazard is of using that product with those ingredients or allergens, you have to really understand the implication of using them and understand their safety profiles. And the average consumer just doesn't have that kind of information available to them. Most consumers don't know that in rinse off products, you only have to list in Europe fragrance allergens if they exceed 0.01% because below that level, there's no risk to the consumer. Or a leave on product is 0.001. If it's above that, you have to list it. Like consumers just don't know that. So even a, a big company like Procter & Gamble having that transparency, okay, yeah, that's fine. You know, but they know they're doing it because most consumers don't know how to use that information in a meaningful way. It's, I, I just think it's transparency for the sake of marketing and not transparency for, for real reasons beyond that. I agree. It's the, it's the theater of transparency. If you inundate consumers with all this information, pretty soon they're overwhelmed and it doesn't matter. It's, it's a bit like trying to sign those, uh, what are those agreements called uh, that you get with your iPhone and you got to scroll, oh, scroll the term, down like yeah, 100 pages? Yeah, it's like, pages. oh, well, yeah, the sure, terms I'll of, accept it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like that. And so nobody, they know nobody's going to read it. You know, the big companies know that no, almost nobody is going to go and look at what are all the ingredients in their fragrances, but they're going to put it up there because they know it. They, nobody, nobody is really going to look at that and it's not going to affect sales. But this does bring me to the real reason that I think that there's this loophole. The reason that the fragrance loophole was created in the 1970s was because fragrance houses didn't want their trade secrets to be shared with competitors. But more important, the reason is because fragrances are made up of dozens or even hundreds of ingredients. And if all the ingredients were listed on the container, the ingredient list for cosmetics would be just so long, they're not helpful to consumers. And you can see this by going to the websites of companies that list all of the ingredients that are in their fragrances. There are just so many ingredients, it's not helping anyway. I don't believe that there's any nefarious conspiracy by cosmetic companies to try to expose consumers to dangerous chemicals through the fragrance. Just the main reason that the fragrance loophole exists is because it's just not practical to list all of these ingredients for fragrances on the container, and having that information just isn't going to be that helpful. You're right. It's not, it's not practical, and any good perfumer is going to be able to replicate another fragrance of another perfume house. I just don't see why they need to be listed. The allergens that are listed on packages are the ones that need to be listed. And at the end of the day, if fragrances really bother you, just don't use them. I mean, there's certain fragrances working in this industry that I don't like, um, even at the company I work at. You know, there's just certain products where that's my no-go zone. If I someone has to smell them, I, I delegate someone else to smell them on my behalf. But am I throwing a big stink fit? No, I'm just not sniffing them, right? I didn't <laughs> oh, mean, uh, stink fit I, was I a, a, not that. a, <laughs> I didn't mean to use that, but you get what I'm saying. It's, you know, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it because I'm just one person and what bothers me doesn't bother another person and what bothers other people might not bother me. And so I just move on with my life. I see a lot of companies will market the idea that 
you should avoid fragrances. And they give that advice that you should avoid fragrances. And you know what? For a lot of people, they should avoid fragrances. But companies continue to put fragrances in products because the reality is people buy products because of the smell. They like the way things smell. And when we're formulating products, we actually put a lot of effort into coming up with a fragrance that consumers are going to like. Because I could make a, a an excellently performing formula, and if I put the wrong fragrance in it, people aren't going to like it. Not only that, people don't really like the smell of products without fragrances. If, if when you smell the base of a of a shampoo, a conditioner, a lotion, a lot of people don't like the smell of the base or the intrinsic smell of the ingredients, even if it's a natural product or a product that contains engineered ingredients. People just don't like the smell. And so whether you know it or not, you really prefer something that has some sort of, I'll call it artificial or added odor to it to make it smell palatable. That's, that's just really the truth. All right. Well, Valerie, it looks like I'm coming to the end of the time and I've got to go out and hit the pool. And I need to go hit the streets of Prague. Well, thanks so much for listening to this special edition of the Beauty Brains. We'll be back next week with an all new episode answering your beauty questions. Thanks, everyone. Don't forget, be brainy about your beauty. Kittens.